Welcome to the Federal Reserve Bank of Atlanta's Payment Spotlight Podcast. Today we're joined by Soren Bested, Managing Director of Monetize Americas. Monetize Americas is a mobile service provider with products spanning debit and credit cards, prepaid cards, healthcare accounts, electronic benefit transfer accounts, bill payments, and proximity payments. Prior to his current role, Soren spent more than 10 years in various high-tech industries, most recently leading operations for Monetize Americas, and prior to that, Monolink. Soren will be speaking to us about mobile payment security. Soren, thanks for joining us. Good morning, Jennifer. Thank you so much for inviting me. So, we've spoken before about mobile security and how that's top of mind for Monetize. Can you tell me some of the things Monetize has been doing to reduce risk in mobile financial services? Certainly. Mobile banking and payments, commerce is very much a new industry. A lot of the services we're going to see emerging over the next five to ten years, we believe are going to be services that are going to originate from what we're doing today, what we have been doing the last couple of years in terms of simple mobile banking services. What we're doing today is we're laying the foundation for mobile payments and mobile commerce. But as it often is the case, when you have an emerging industry, the industry standards around security and application security are somewhat vague. And that has led to a little bit of industry confusion. So the last number of years, what we feel we have seen in the market is that has been very much a focus on consumer appeal of the application you're making, or you may say the sexiness, instead of really focusing on the valid banking security behind what's being developed and implemented. We are really a group of people with background in banking that said, well, we're going to set out to apply everything we know about banking and banking transactions for mobile banking and payments. What that really means is we said we need to apply the same security standards as being applied for any other financial services. The fact that it's new, it's trendy, it's on a mobile phone, doesn't mean that we can start cutting corners or that we don't need to apply the same standards as we do for everything else we do. In our case, that really means looking at what are the key industry standards that we should adhere to. And what we have identified today is, as a great starting point, the PCI DSS guidelines, the payment card industry data security standards, the SAS 70 operational standards, and also the FFIEC standards for two-factor authentication. I am proud to say that since inception, Monetize has really worked according to these guidelines, and I believe we are the only mobile vendor today that are certified to all three standards. But one of the things we need to think a little bit about is when we talk about mobile banking and payments, it is still unclear to a number of people what we're specifically talking about. And I think it would be fair to say that we are at a point now where any comprehensive mobile banking payment service will be leveraging all free service channels, what we like to refer to as mobile service channels. That is SMS, it is secure browser, and it is native applications. It is, of course, worth thinking about that. You could argue that it's a subset of SMS with this in-application notification delivery, like the iPhones, the Androids, the BlackBerry, Super apps, that all have the capability of having a message delivered to within an application, really very similar to the SMS standard, but gives some security benefits. But once you have built a service that allows you to do mobile banking, mobile payments, and potentially mobile commerce, it's very, very tempting to look at your service and say, well, we are leveraging SMS, we're leveraging browser, we're leveraging application. Let's make payments available across all three channels. I do think that is an approach we need to be very, very cautious about. Because the fact that you can do something technically doesn't mean that you should be doing it. We have therefore said that our service strategy is one of combining the benefits of the various channels so in a scenario, you would receive a SMS notification, 
But if you want to take action, you need the added security you can get through a browser or through a mobile application. That makes a lot of sense. Do you think there's any room for the industry to work collaboratively on security measures for mobile? Are there any risks on people going their own direction on this topic? Oh, absolutely. Collaboration in an emerging industry is absolutely imperative. Understand that there are a number of companies in the industry now really jogging for positions, and all of us are, of course, trying to get ahead of each other. But one point where we can't afford to not join forces is around security. So it is clearly in all of our collective best interest to establish a collaboration targeted at creating an industry standard for mobile banking, payments, and commerce. But as we do that, I do believe that we will be well served by looking at the standards that exist for our current financial services. Mobile is new and exciting, but if you think about it, the mobile device is really becoming a remote control to your life. You're able to effectuate what you can already do online or when you walk into a bank branch, but you can do it on the run, you can do it at your convenience. That means that a lot of what we're doing today is a new banking channel but effectively, it's really just a new way of doing something we know how to do. So with that in mind, I think it's extremely important that instead of trying to create a set of standards from scratch, we look around and see, let's leverage, let's benefit from what we have learned over the last 30 or 50 years of doing EFT transactions, doing bill pays, going online. And let's start by seeing how these standards apply to what we do today. Let's start by implementing them. And as we gain more and more traction, as we get new and more revolutionary services, let's start adopting the guidelines instead of starting with a white piece of paper. You mentioned the potential risk of people wandering off in different directions on mobile security. And I think, to me, we really have two key risks. The first one is that security suddenly become opinion-driven, meaning that I will do what I think is a sensible security. I'll apply what I think is a sensible security model. And that's really not a sound industry approach. That's evidently we need something we can measure everybody against. We need a yardstick for everybody to go against. My second concern is that if you don't have a set of industry standards, you put an enormous pressure on the financial institutions. Where you today can, I won't say rely, but you can leverage industry experts, for example, the people that are certified PCI auditors, the SAS 70 auditors, or you can leverage audits by FFFIEC to assess whether your services are being provided in a secure and sensible manner. If we're saying there's no industry standard, suddenly we're handing over that accountability and responsibility to the banks and not only telling them that you must be responsible for security of what you do, but also you need to understand the more than 1,000 different mobile devices in the market. You need to understand what it means to build a secure native Android application or iPhone application, you need to understand when is SMS secure, when is it not, what kind of security model can we leverage for mobile browsers, et cetera, et cetera. And really, we should not put that onus on the banks or the financial institutions. A key benefit of having industry standards is really that all the financial institutions, all the players in the market can leverage a common set of expertise People that have spent 5, 10, 15 years really, really understanding the security. Soren, do you see anything in the market now that particularly concerns you? Well, I would say that we have seen a lot of maturation over the last 6 to 12 months. So right now, there's not really anything that keeps me awake at night, as they say. But it is a very, very young industry. It is evolving extremely quickly. So I think the security and mobile banking experience for consumers are very, very important. And I think that is what companies are going to win or fail by. 
as we know, in any business, consumer activity and consumer security is only as strong as the weakest link. So in the context of mobile security, we really need to have the best-in-class security features, and the businesses need to learn from each other. We need to educate the consumers on what to expect and, more importantly, what to look for. At the same time, we need to educate our consumers on basic security, avoid shoulder surfing, do not use a single password for every single application. We are working with a new industry, but we have some benefits here. We can look at what we have learned in online banking. We can look at what we have learned in other financial transactions. The mobile device has a terrific potential to become a very, very secure channel. It will take some years, but I think the last six to 12 months have made tremendous steps in really looking at mobile banking payments with more critical lenses. So earlier you mentioned that SMS might not be appropriate for all transactions. Can you explain why this channel might not be that secure? And if it isn't that secure, what are some of the other methods we have for financial services on the mobile phone? The appeal of SMS is that it is ubiquitous. It is predicted that in 2013, we'll globally be sending 10 trillion SMSs. Say nearly everybody uses SMSs. The question we often ask consumers is, as a parent, if you want to contact your children, do you call them or do you SMS them? If you call them, do they pick up? Very often the answer is no. If you SMS them, you can be sure to get a response. So the appeal of the SMS is that everybody uses this, and it's simple. People understand it. People get it. Unfortunately, this simplicity is also a key limitation. So while you're in a mobile banking environment on a mobile banking platform, use, of course, suitable security measures so you encrypt all transactions, you encrypt all information. But once an SMS leaves your platform and starts going over the air, you lose control of the security. That means you do not own the end-to-end security channel. So SMSs are today being transmitted to the mobile devices in an unencrypted format. That means that there is a risk that a fraudster may potentially listen in on SMSs. To us, that means that you very much need to think about what kind of information you're providing over SMS. Sending bank account details, sending card numbers, sending personal details. SMS is simply not a suitable channel for that. There is also a very real risk of what we call missing or phone number spoofing. By spoofing, we talk about, or what we refer to is a situation where I leverage a software to initiate an SMS so it appears to be sent from somebody else's phone. For an example, Jennifer, I could be sending an SMS to myself from what appears to be your mobile phone number. If I'm able to initiate a peer-to-peer payment through SMS, that imposes a tremendous risk because suddenly it can be viewed as you having initiated a $5,000 payment to me via SMS. And by the time you realize that the payment has been effectuated, the funds have been transferred to a prepaid phone with no obvious registration. So the way we really address this is to assign all transactions to specific service channels. So if you want to do informational services, potential fraud, you just had an out-of-state transaction or your card balance is $2,400, SMS is absolutely unbeatable. Nothing beats SMS for informational services. But if you want to start getting into transactional services, you really need to limit that to service channels that can leverage additional security. That means doing bill payments, proximity payments, peer-to-peer payments, funds transfer from within the added security you get from a native browser or secure browser solution. So it sounds like some types of mobile transactions can be insecure if they're relying on SMS technology. 
However, you also mentioned that the mobile channel has the potential to be more secure than other channels that consumers currently interact with. Can you explain some of the security advantages of the mobile device? Absolutely. If you go back a good three to four years, when we started seeing mobile banking, mobile commerce coming into mainstream here in the U.S., what you very often saw was effectively online banking being rendered on a slightly less sophisticated device with a smaller screen. And this approach kind of makes sense. It is somewhat simple and appealing to create a .mobi or a web version of your existing online banking site. It does, however, fail to leverage all the benefits of the mobile device. If you think about it, what is it that's so unique on your mobile phone? There are a couple of different things. First thing, you pretty much always have the mobile device with you. It's a device you never leave home without it. It's always on, unless you're on airplanes or so. It is a personal device, and I think that's very, very important. Laptop computers are seen as being somewhat sociable devices. It may be yours, but other people may have access to it. Your mobile phone is really your device. You really store personal information on that. What that means is a financial institution suddenly has the opportunity or the capability to reach out to you with a personal message. And finally, and very, very importantly, more than 90% of all consumers have mobile devices you'll be challenged to find any online banking penetration in excess of 40%. But I would like to get back to the fact of the mobile phone being a personal device, your own device. That gives us a tremendous opportunity for implementing a security model that in many ways can be superior to that of online banking. Many of our listeners, particularly you, Jennifer, you're very familiar with the free authentication credentials you can potentially use when you talk about two-factor authentication. So basically, there's something you know there's the something you have and the something you are. So the something you know could be a passcode or a password. The something you have can be an RSA token or think about it, your mobile device. And the something you are, that can be some kind of bioinformatics or biometrics. So it can be a fingerprint, it could be a retinal scan or anything like that. But exactly because the mobile device is personal to you, mobile banking payment services can really leverage the mobile device to enable a true two-factor authentication. So what you can do is, when a consumer registers for a native application, you can embed a downloadable application with a unique identifier. That's an obscure global unique identifier, something that's not easily accessible or readable, but it becomes as something you have. So when your mobile device connects to a server at the back end, you have the mobile device the global unique identifier gets sent to the server. That is the something you have. And once you log in and you have established a secure connection, you can enter a passcode or a password, which really is the something you know. So instead of, when I go to my online banking, what I very often see is I get username, password. But if you think about it, that's really two representation of a single factor, two times something I know instead of something I have and something I know. So by very early on identifying what the key uniqueness of the mobile device are, Monetize has been able to implement a security model that today really meets all the FFIEC guidelines and regulations pertaining to two-factor authentication. Soren, thanks for talking about mobile security with us today. Thank you very much for giving us the opportunity to join you and your listener, Jennifer. We do look forward to working very much with you in the future and help us all in progressing the industry. Again, we've been speaking today with Soren Bested, Managing Director of Monetize Americas. This concludes our Payment Spotlight podcast on mobile payment security. You can find more information about the Retail Payments Risk Forum by visiting our website at frbatlanta.org.
Thanks for listening, and please return for more podcasts. If you have comments or questions, please send us an email at podcast at frbatlanta.org.